Hello there, this is the Luke and Pete Show. My name is Pete Donaldson. Now, um, we had a bit of a problem with the Luke and Pete Show studio today. For some reason, as soon as Luke uh, uttered the words, technically speaking, and he did say it like that, um, our technicals started blowing up and making weird noises. Uh, so we actually recorded about 45 minutes of just really glitchy, horrible audio. I've tried cleaning it up. Other people have tried cleaning it up. And um, it's not up to our usual standards. So what we're going to do for this... Um, Thursday slash Friday morning uh, only we are going to bring you uh, a little bit of best of action and 10 minutes of the show we're going to bring you anyway so apologies uh, if you're expecting a full brand new show but there are some great little clips on this little impromptu uh, Luke and Pete show special uh, we've got a stone man stealing a monkey from a zoo we've got people smuggling weird stuff on planes uh, and thirdly we've got Luke's cats going on a diet and going a little bit cat crazy so to speak uh, apologies uh, for this uh, weird uh, best of couldn't be helped Microphones, uh, compressors, uh, Luke saying the word technicals. It all came together and messed things royally up. Uh, so we'll be back on Monday with a brand new Luke and Pete show. Uh, but uh, 10 minutes in, this is going to turn into a bit of a Luke and Pete show special. Apologies. Yes, yes. Shut your nose, you fucking old cunt. It's the <laughs> Luke and Pete show. Coming at you, Cleopatra. Coming at you, Cleopatra. What a modern reference. Mm. I'm Luke Moore, and alongside me is the Jimmy Savile of podcasting, Mr. Pete Dawson. Jewelry, jewelry, jewelry. Yeah. I might start wearing jewelry. I wore a necklace for a costume last year, and I quite enjoyed the feel. I quite, enjoy, I quite enjoyed the ceremony of putting a necklace on. You see, Charlie, who works in our office, has mm. uh, got a necklace these days. Right. I've noticed it. He's, I've noticed it, mate. Don't you worry about that. He's also got a funky little coin purse. Wait, do you know where it is? It's around his neck, right. but it's also in my back pocket <laughs> to ridicule him when okay. I need it. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah. So you, what you do, you'd, you'd sport a necklace, would you? Perhaps a, do you know what I'd like? I quite like one of those signet rings. Mm. We, uh, it, it makes me look posh, but I'm chat, not. We chatted to a bluff from Love Island for a, a project uh, last week, and, uh, there was, and he was wearing one of those... Um, Kind of bum bags, but they go across the, the, yeah. the chest. Yeah, like Alex from Glastonbury. Yeah, that's yeah. the one, yeah. I mean, I'm getting to the age um, where I can't make vault faces. I can't make um, uh, 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 you can't sharp tack. turns. I can't no. make sharp turns. I can't dye my hair. But I'm thinking that would actually be quite useful in the summertime because you don't want loads of keys and a hot phone in your pocket. You could do on those little bags that go across you. In the summertime, when mm. the word of it. Do they still have a little quick release clip, though? Because someone could just have that off you, couldn't they? What, if it's got a quick release clip or it doesn't have? If it, do, if it does have one. Because they used to have a little pinch clip. Right. Bang bags. Nobody's coming near my babies. Nobody's coming near my body. Don't come near my babies. Don't come near my babies. Um, yeah, well, I think, I think there's absolutely nothing to stop you at the age of 38 <laughs> um, rocking a bum bag over your shoulder, mate. You're right. I think you, you, you're bloody right. Walking down the street looking like you're about to drop the most fire Hartlepool road rap record of 2019 well um, Slotai was in uh, the from, area he's from Northampton I think isn't he yeah but he was in the area doing a gig a little while ago I like Slotai mm. I'm all for it he's a young chap he's a young skinny chap that's, and that's all you can ask for YouTuber Speak. King of Random dies in a paragliding accident who's that I don't know I that don't is. know it's just on the front page of the BBC website Grant Thompson is that how you'd like to be remembered YouTube King of, of Random King of Random oh so he's like a guy who just does shit on, uh, on YouTube that's all right. We've lost two YouTubers recently, haven't we? Like, uh, there was an Instagram influencer who died on one of those little toot toot um, scooters. Yes, there was. Scooters. Very sad, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, I've, you, you, it's weird, those things. They, they're allowed to be, you're allowed to import them, but they're not road legal. 
and they're not you're not allowed to ride them on the street. So yeah, what exactly are they for exactly? I saw a woman riding one today on my mm. way to this office, mm. going up the, the road just by the park there. And also, um, London, modern London, is littered with those uh, little rideshare bikes where people just pop them down. The Lime bikes, the Uber ones. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's 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 just street trash. London's letting itself down if those are still around and people haven't half inched them. <laughs> I mean, it's literally a free bike. Do you remember the ch- back in my day? Any kid would be having it away. Well, well, it's kind kind of it must be quite difficult to get rid of the GP tri- GP. Oh yeah, trick. Uh, the feds have always got your info now. Yeah, and also, um, I imagine the charges are probably quite difficult to figure out. And also, it's just a bit more too much fuss, really. But they did, I remember the chat. There was a Chinese rideshare um, bike thing about five years ago. And I think they lost billions of pounds on the deal because just the Chinese just stole all the bikes. Brilliant. Jesus. Speaking of uh, data, As speaking you of GPS data, mm-hmm. um, I watched that Netflix. I actually watched two documentaries on Netflix yesterday. Uh, and the first one I was going to say to you, it's just reminded me, is um, one called The Great Hack. Right. Have you seen it? Mm. Is that the Cambridge Analytica one? Yeah, have you heard of it? Uh, I've heard of it, yeah. Quite it's a, good. It's a trailer. Quite good. Uh, I, I'm just always constantly confused that... Um, I'm just always constantly confused that people genuinely get shocked by this sort of bu- sort of business. Mm. Like with the um, FaceApp thing, people say, oh, they've got access to your photographs and they can use them in perpetuity. It's like Facebook has all of that lockdown. They've been doing that for years. Yeah, yeah. That. Oh, but but the, the reason The Great Hack was perhaps more interesting, I, I mean, I, I think a lot of people don't really <laughs> think about it. They don't make the connection. They just think, oh, Facebook's nice for watching funny videos or keeping up with my family or whatever. And I don't think about those ramifications. So that's point number one. But point number two is The Great Hack went down quite an interesting angle, which was there are people campaigning for your data rights to now be sat alongside human rights mm. because data is one of the most valuable commodities in the world, right? Yeah. So you didn't give, you didn't, you, you did give permission for some of your data to be taken, mm. but you didn't give permission for all of your data to be taken. And the idea is if it's a commodity, if it's something that people are trading on the New York Stock Exchange for billions and billions of dollars every year, yeah. then if it comes from you, it's yours, yeah. and you should have been paid for it. Agreed. So in future, data rights should be sat alongside human rights, um, and um, that was kind of an interesting angle. But I think, sadly for us, um, the only sort of organisation that I can really think of that's doing anything about that is the EU, mm. um, and they we're are about to leave us. 2.1 billion um, no-deal plan. Oh, we're leaving them, actually. To, to, uh, to maintain... Things like medicine. I've already started stockpiling my asthma medication. Yeah. Don't you worry about that, guys. I actually met a... Um, it's, <laughs> it's serious, that. But I actually met a um, a lady a couple of weeks ago at a barbecue I was at, and her daughter is disabled mm. and needs this medication mm. every day. Um, and without it, essentially, she will die. Yeah. And um, would you would you trust the government? Like she's got no, she's got no... Uh, no, no, I wouldn't, Pete, because I'll tell you what. She told me directly she's had no... Um, assurances at all. No one knows what's happening. No. So the poor old people working at the NHS place near near that where they live, obviously they're doing their best, mm. but they don't, they're not in charge of you know of, of whether that can maybe, be obtained or not. Maybe um, the the disabled person uh, can uh, consume some Dunkirk spirit uh, to lift her spirits. Yes, yeah, some optimism. At a time, some optimism. Have you tried prescribing yourself you some tried, optimism three have times? Have you tried a day? some Dunkirk spirit, madam? Yeah. Um, rub it on your legs. I don't know what, what's wrong with that, but rub, rub it on yourself, and, and you'll be fine. You're not the doctor, so it's fine. It's perfectly acceptable. It's perfectly acceptable. Exactly um, right. Pete, in a slightly, slightly more um, familiar territory to our listeners, right. I have been looking Touching at... Touching a dolphin. Some... <laughs> no. I've been looking at some more news stories on the BBC Newsround site. <laughs> okay, right. Oh, the uh, Newsround site. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 
Um, and there's a brilliant, I'll tell you what, the news round section of the BBC website is arguably, and I will use that word under advice, mm. arguably, the most interesting part of the BBC website. Even They're, those kind of like, you know, it, uh, in your face exposés of, uh, you know, child exploitation in Rwanda. Those kind of nice, kind of like scrolly down things where the, the pictures move and do crazy things oh, and then charts talking. and things. Has, hashtag long read. Hashtag long read. Now this one, what about this? Devon Volcano up for sale for 50 grand. Oh, I saw that. It's fun. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah. It's, not, it, it's shrouded by trees, isn't it? It's known Only in the UK hmm. could you have a volcano, a magnificent force of nature mm. seen all over the solar system as mm. a sign of signal of great power spawning have you been reading my grinder uh... <laughs> no spawning a magnificent spawning legends spawning yeah. historical stories mm. Zeus all the rest of it um, could be called uh, Posbury Clump Posbury Clump yeah that's a, in Devon, that's a fuck you isn't it in Devon they've called this inactive volcano admittedly it's inactive um, mm. Posbury Clump it's like a uh, Fosbury flop. Yeah, it is a bit. It's got its own woodland, and mm. uh, and and the, the it's not likely to explode or erupt anytime soon. But fifty grand, not bad. How do I? I that's the thing I never understand because they're so because volcanoes and you know forces of God and stuff just happen when they happen. It must be interesting to sort of like surely scientists have been blindsided by things before where oh suddenly the clump is now an active volcano and it's spewing out lava. And watch out, everybody. It's like Yellowstone, isn't it? It's mm. a super volcano. Apparently, it's ten- tens of thousands of years overdue. Yeah. I mean, ready to blow its top. And it's so big, it'll probably wipe out, I'm going to say, the whole of the US. <laughs> it's got blue um, balls. One thing, it's one, got volcano blue balls. One, yeah. It needs to bust at some mm. point. It needs to bust a nut. Bust a nut. One thing I, I do have a, a kind of issue with on this story is this volcano is apparently 250 million years old. Right. 250 million year old piece of geological history. Technically speaking, the Earth is four and a half billion years old anyway. And it was at about this point, our microphones went a bit crazy and we had to abort recording. And here is uh, the best of. Enjoy. We'll be back on Monday with a new uh, Luca Pete show. Microphones willing. Good. All right. Um, something that I that really um, grabbed my attention this week, Pete, mm. I, I'm hoping you're unaware of this because it's so up your street. For me, the sweet spot is finding something that you're passionately interested in but also that you haven't already seen. Yeah, okay. And because you're part internet, it's very, very difficult to do that. Yeah. Um, now, tell me if the headline for this story uh, floats your boat. And I hope it floats those listening uh, as well, uh, their, their respective boats. boats. A lot of boats knocking about. Yeah. Um, listen to this. Stoned Kiwi, as in man from New Zealand, yes. breaks into zoo, mm-hmm. gets bashed by tiny monkeys. <laughs> gets bashed. Right. A 23-year-old man <laughs> who was high... Um, Decided he wanted to grab and take home a squirrel monkey. Now, there's okay. many there's many problems with that, of course. Mm. Cruelty to animals being one. Two mm. being apparently it would massively break um, quite stringent um, security and public health protocols yeah. in New Zealand because they've got a big thing about invasive species and all that mm. kind of stuff. Um, if, if indeed it was in New Zealand. But anyway, I imagine it would mm. be a public health risk anyway. Um, and uh, But anyway, did it, and he, uh, apparently he grabbed some bolt croppers um, smash for a couple of padlocks because mm. he noticed that I think the security on that particular enclosure it was, wasn't, it was the easiest great. monkey to grab. I mean, yeah, and, and you would probably think that if you if someone said to you, right, you know, this 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 message will self destruct in a minute, but here's what you got to do: I'm going to kill all your family or whatever. You've mm. got to go and steal any type of primate. I would watch that film from a zoo. <laughs> yeah, it would be a good film. <laughs> um, you'd probably go. F- I mean, you would be forgiven for going for a squirrel monkey because they're small. They're quite small, yeah, and, and adorable. They have got little cute little noses. So. 
apparently, um, apparently, so he, he goes ahead and, and tries to do this. He bypassed an unsecured gate, broke through two padlocks, and it wasn't Uzi, and it was at Wellington, in Wellington Zoo, apparently. And he was in a catch one of the zoo squirrel monkeys. Mm. Um, he wanted to take it home to his girlfriend. I mean, the, exu- yeah. the, exu- <laughs> the exuberance of youth. What actually happened? But, and sadly, two, two of the squirrel monkeys were injured in this incident, which oh. obviously is, is dreadful. But um, the name of the guy, which escapes me, jo- uh, John someone, John sadly um, came out of the cage with a broken leg, two fractured, <laughs> two fractured teeth, a sprained ankle, and bruises all over his body. Sorry, like how did he do that? He must Apparently, have they, just descend, they just descended on him. You can't break a, a squirrel monkey cannot break someone's leg. He clearly just fell over. How many of them though? Listen, you know that age-old question about would you rather fight like a lion-sized duck or? Well, he got his answer, duck? didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he got his answer. They're the injuries Ten he came out with. Monkeys. How did he get the two fractured teeth? Why yeah, don't we give don't... him a right hander? <laughs> I love it. I love that. Smashed a nut in his face. <laughs> the squirrel monkeys are not squirrels, Pete. Don't be a dick. One thing, the only thing that could make this story better would be that if he came out covered in monkey shit because they were just flinging <laughs> shit at him from the trees. I think I always find like the, the you know chimps throwing shit and monkeys throwing shit as being a bit of a misnomer. Right. I worked in the zoo. I never saw that happen. I saw the master bit lots of times because they see you as a kindred spirit. That's why. <laughs> but apparently, this guy he had he had been um, he was wanted for a load of unrelated offences anyway. Oh, um, monkey-related so, offences? Yeah, that, does that no, count as unrelated? Other ones, yeah, okay. other ones. And so he ended up. I think he ended up going inside uh, for a bit. Um, but apparently, yeah, squirrel, squirrel monkeys only grow to thirty-five centimeters and weigh no more than a kilo. Oh, that's um, so cute. But they've got the largest brain-to-body mass ratio of all the primates. Oh, so they're probably outthought him. <laughs> <laughs> set him a series of challenges so he could get out like home alone before he's yeah, yeah it is but there you go so I thought you'd enjoy that mate mm. I, 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 I had, did enjoy you that you hadn't seen that story before no no I hadn't and uh, I, on the uh, on the football ramble our other our sister station our mother station if you will our mothership um, I, I had a nightmare didn't I with the old monkeys I was trying to count to ten kinds of monkeys you didn't even say squirrel monkey no I didn't no, no they, they, they don't come to mind to be honest but I did say I said lemurs were monkeys they're not they're, they are primates but they're uh Obviously. I was surprised when you said that, and yeah. I called you out on it on the show. Yeah. And I think it's a sort of error that a man of your no. estimable Dreadful. Uh, knowledge shouldn't, I got conf- shouldn't be. I got confused by their uh, by their tails. I always think, yeah, because all monkeys have tails. Macaques are monkeys, that's but it. lemurs, have, have, as far as I understand, lemurs have um, have evolved independently, right? Mm. And you only get them on what Madagascar, maybe. Yeah, and so that that they're they're that's a why complete, they've evolved completely different yeah. to everything else. And 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 no on natural the, predators. On got the, two tongues. Oh, is that right? Yeah, okay. one, one hard tongue to um, groom each other. I'll keep going. <laughs> oh, I'd love a second tongue. It's not one of those Japanese porn movies again. <laughs> um, you know, also, um, one thing that's fascinating about that, do you know the, the species native to Madagascar called the eye-eye? Mm. It's got a really long, long finger to get finger. termites and stuff. Yeah, well, apparently, evolutionary speaking, yeah. that finger performs exactly the same role as woodpeckers do in Northern Europe. Ah, is that the same thing? Yeah, yeah. Tapping, yeah. tapping, and pulling out bugs and that kind of stuff. Grubs yeah. and that. That's apparently exactly it works in exactly the same way, but it's evolved independently. They look divergent like, evolution, I think it's called, lo- or convergent. They evolution. look like uh, they look like bats. They're weird little things. You never see. You never. If you if you ever are lucky enough to be in a zoo where there's an eye, you will rarely see them because I think they're almost completely nocturnal. They're, they're incredibly they've, strange they've, things. They've got one at um, Bristol Zoo, mm. and it's almost impossible to see it. And, yeah. and it's in the in the um, what would you call the enclosure where it's always nighttime, a nocturnal enclosure, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it just sits at the back. But but the thing about that is the reason they became so endangered is because local people thought that they would steal their souls and yeah, stuff yeah. If, they, if they caught eye contact with them. Which if you come from a, a, a different background to us. I mean, it's sort of understandable, really. That's a because, spooky looking animal. Yeah, absolutely. You'd be completely, if I saw one now, if I'm walking back down, 
you know, Upper Street in Islington, mm. and I'm presented with an IR going mm. through one of the bins. I would shit a brick. <laughs> I'd absolutely shit a brick. But it's like he's like the um, I don't think it's the spookiest thing. Paul Bearer from the wrestling. <laughs> if you yeah. saw Paul Bearer walking That's down the street, that's his full name, like, Paul Bearer his... from the wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you saw him walking down the street with an urn, you'd be like, oh, I'm staying away from that yeah. guy. But I find it. He's super... either spooky or mental. I'm not having either. No, it could be both. Mm. I've I've got a situation where um, a fox keeps digging up my garden. Yeah. So I have to keep going fox. out there and repairing the flower beds and stuff. And if I go out there on my own at night and I come face to face with a fox, mm. I wouldn't say I'm scared, but there's like an element of sort of intimidation. Yeah. And that's just a fox. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I read that. I read that tabloid story years ago about the fox that stole that baby or whatever. Mm. I know that's probably not true. I can't really remember the detail. But there's an element of sort of sort of jeopardy there. Yeah. If it if you were living in Africa or, or somewhere where they actually have quite dangerous animals, I mean, you went out to your back garden. I mean, I mean, it happens up in where where my wife's from. You know, mm. you sometimes you, you get um, bears going through the bins and stuff. I mean, you absolutely shit yourself. I've got to go camping in Zimbabwe in a few weeks' time. I've uh, well, got that's to... a curveball. <laughs> Please tell me more. I got to go. Um, remember, I went to Kenya last year and I saw that hippo get hit in the face with a tray. By the T-tray. way, tray clang. I've got to go to Zimbabwe uh, in a week's time. Um, and I've got a um, bed down in a in a tent, I believe. What's the what's the what's the um... same charity practical okay. action uh, to do great work in um, yeah Zimbabwe. Well, we we'll look forward to hearing Zimbabwe's about that. Zimbabwe's like a wh- like you got to fly to either Nairobi or you got to change in South Africa and fly back up again. It's crazy. Johannesburg, you got to fly back up again. You it's can't crazy. fly direct to Zimbabwe. No, sixteen hours. Why As can't it... you fly direct there? I, I, I don't know. It might be there. there you sure you can fly to Harare though. No, you can't. Weird. You can't fly direct. Um, or they, or they certainly nobody not anymore anyway. I was reading that. Um, I think. I think just just the fact that the country's a bit of a fucking mess politically. I think it's or Air Zimbabwe is not allowed to fly. They're one of those kind of banned airlines. I read only this morning. That, um, <coughs> you, you got a little sniffle. I got, I got a cough, cough. I've had it right. for like two weeks. Terrible. Um, I was reading only this morning, and it's going to sound like I'm saying this to shit you up, but I genuinely didn't <gasps> read it. And um, that they've banned public assembly in the short term in Zimbabwe because there's been a cholera outbreak. Oh. And um, I think they might they might be quite close to st- uh, declaring a state of emergency. Oh, good. Oh, good. I've had me. That uh, might just be sh- anticipation of U-turn. I had me sh- <laughs> in my shots for Kenya. To be fair, okay. but if it ruins my holiday, that's <laughs> too yeah. late. It's not a holiday. It's a working trip. Okay, Luke. Don't gunge me, mate. Pipe down, Pete. I told you never to argue with the customers. Where'd you think you're going, baby? Good there point. You go. Where isn't do you it, think you're going, baby? Doesn't the video on that, um, she thinks she's um, cracking on with the lad. and uh, he's, a, he's a gay man. He's a gay man. Yeah. He's a gay man. And we all, have a, blo- we all have a bloody good laugh about it. <laughs> don't we? Oh, imagine not fancying child Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Red Charlie Jetsons. Ra- What's happened to the you? Charlie Red Jetson. Imagine not enjoying the Jetsons. <laughs> Meet his wife. No, Jane, his wife. Do, 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 that <laughs> I can't remember the theme tune to Yeah, that. it was, uh, meet George Jetson. Jane, his wife. Best. It's boy Elroy. Do the rest of the show like that. No, no, no. Um, best ever um, kids cartoon theme tune. Uh, it's got to be. Uh, Whatever you're going to say, it's not going to be Ulysses. So shut up. Fuck say. I was going to say Ulysses 31. Yeah. yeah. High fives. Yeah, that was quite weak by you. Almost as weak as your handshake, Pete. But that's another story. <laughs> I, I think people who um, mug people off with hard handshakes are pathetic. Mine isn't limp. <laughs> it's firm. It's fine. It's tender, even. It's not firm enough. It's not, I, I go in for the hug more, to me, more times. A, Pete, absolutely right. You know, you, there's a lot of truth in what you're saying there. There's a sweet spot, okay? Those people who try and Donald Trump strong arm you with a big, big, heavy one, I ain't got time for those people. But those mm. people who d- deliver up a lettuce leaf, I don't mm. want that either. Well, we're watching... Sweet uh, spot. Yeah, but I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, happy with, I'm happy with my handshake, especially because I have very small small hands. So 
It, oh, whatever I how do. many irate weak handshakes you see around here? <laughs> Just one. Um, yeah. So, uh, there's a bit, actually, talking about Donald Trump strong-arming, um, there's a clip of, uh, I've been watching WrestleMania recently because of the um, thingy Wrestle Me, the podcast Wrestle Me, you should all listen to, uh, <laughs> early comedians, because um, uh, Donald Trump is featured in two of them because uh, they're in the Trump Plaza, I think it's four and five. He and, turns up um, at a couple of them, doesn't he? As well? Yeah, well, yeah. he's interviewed by um, one of the um, presenters, and like he does this kind of power play where he just really stares at the person interviewing, <laughs> like really like staring at them. Like he just doesn't break right. um, gears at all at any point. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, weird. He's just, a very strange just, man. Just men who just I don't you know, um, spent too much time in finance or around the wrong people. Yeah, quite. I, I don't think, um, well, everything everything you need to know about Donald Trump can probably be answered by an 80s self-help book, I expect. Mm. But um, I don't have any interest in telling other people what their politics should be and all the rest of it, and it's not about that. But what I it, do. What you, you absolutely do, that's right. Um, but what it is about is less about politics and more about knowing a complete idiot when you see one. <laughs> it's not politi- It's no. not political. It's, no, it's, the guy's an idiot, that's it. No. Yeah, I've got no problem with people with different opinions to me on politics, of course, yeah. but that guy is an idiot and it's only fair to say so. Um, let's go into the emails, Peter. I'd like to start with this one, if it's okay with you. Okay. It's one we didn't get around to last time by a chap by the name of Damien Cunningham. Whoa, where do you think you're going, baby? Where do you think you're going, Damey? Yeah. Um, greetings, chaps, he says. And the lad who transported that toad from South Africa back to the UK, now I think that was probably three or four episodes ago, uh, might feel as though he's incredibly unlucky to have done so, and he is to a degree. <laughs> like that from Damien. Nice little assessment of what's been going on I was so watching far. One of my mum's favourite TV shows is uh, New Zealand Customs. Uh, well, a show about New Zealand Customs, basically. Yeah. So it's just people like hiding cocaine in their pants and stuff oh, mate, like that. You know, there's, it, some, it, there's some lovely stories on that. In Australia and New Zealand, they are very, very hot on it. When I was out in New Zealand and um, I signed for a football team there, um, I, 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 I got my parents to send my football boots over mm. and um, classic I know and the um, the captain of the team he made up a story and got me to believe it that like, New Zealand customs had impounded them because they had bits of British grass on them and they wouldn't let them come <laughs> into the country anyway but apparently they're very strict on it uh, anyway um, Damien are you, also are you says, comparing yourself to a drug lord no a drug baron no <laughs> no grass I mean actual importing grass importing cleats not grass. um Damien's got a, good, a couple of examples, anyway. The reason he's emailed in is because he's got a couple of examples of, of things that have gone through airport customs uh, in, from air, in airports around the globe. And on that subject, by the way, there's, a, there's a, um, an Instagram uh, account worth following called TSA, um, oh, right, which is sure. the American um, airport customs guys. And, and they, they, they do a great uh, account of, um, of, of photographing stuff they've uh, confiscated off flights. Mm. It's brilliant. There's yeah, like amazing stuff on there's there. There's some great uh, lost. I think the I think three Coachellas ago they uh, released basically um, a picture of some of the more interesting lost and found items they had. So many bow ties. What's a surprising the, amount of bow ties. Why do you reckon bow ties are lost so much? I don't know. I mean, they didn't look like they were from waiting staff or anything, but you know, Coachella man, it's a oh, crazy right. place. Um, Damon said anyway. In 2012, a man in New York um, at a regional airport tried to get a fully gassed up power chainsaw on his flight <laughs> and was permitted to bring it on. Uh, once he emptied out the fuel, which I mean, that would just stink, wouldn't it? And also, no matter how it's still dangerous without fuel. It's got spikes on it. It's not that spiky, does it? You could bring a spike of a yeah. You could bring a two teeth. To- if I took a chainsaw, mm. right, and stood you up there, took a chainsaw, didn't turn it on, and actually took a massive swipe at you with it, it would hurt you. Yeah, but in the same way, you could probably bring a big hammer on them. Could you bring a hammer? I don't think so. Nah, I no. brought a sword once onto a plane. <laughs> but it was plastic. They have to be checked. They're blunt, don't they? That was in Sweden. Uh, anyway, in 2009, apparently, according to Damien, uh, a man travelling into Australia from Dubai 
was promptly arrested when going through airport security for having two live pigeons contained in padded envelopes strapped to his ankles. <laughs> the man gave no rhyme or reason as to why he was transporting the feathered rats in such a manner. However, the most outrageous and daring case of smuggling contraband through airport customs only to fail miserably award goes to Gitta Jarrant and her stepdaughter Anka Anusik and Gitta's 91-year-old husband Kurt. Although Kurt really should be exempt from any blame for this, and you'll see why. Uh, the German family were visit- visiting Liverpool in 2010, and while there, Kurt tragically passed away. His wife and stepdaughter were clearly so distraught with this passing, they abandoned all rational thinking and came down with a case of grief-stricken stinginess as they made their way back to Berlin. They opted to put old dead Kurt into a wheelchair and had the audacity not to declare him deceased and transport him appropriately back to his homeland, instead opting to put sunglasses on him wheeling about the airport in Liverpool and inform a suspicious airport security that he was a bit worn out from such a fun-packed holiday. Look at him. Give him a wave. Give him a wave. Naturally. Right. It reminds me of uh, the film, is it Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Where he snaps the guy's neck in the seat next to him on the plane. Leave him. He's dead tired. Uh, naturally, yeah. the airport... Yeah, that's, that's the film this reminds you of. Naturally, the airport... <laughs> out of all the possible films this could remind well, you of. I was of. also going to say Weekend at Burning. <laughs> naturally, the airport staff weren't buying this. Uh, Gitter and Aniska were detained and arrested for not declaring a death as immediately as possible. And a coroner concluded Kurto had been dead up for, 12 hour, for up to 12 hours. The ladies were eventually released on bail and claimed ignorance, while Kurt is probably in the unclaimed baggage logger... Uh, baggage, Baggage locker to this day. Uh, <laughs> prove you're more likely to die on the ground than, than on the air when travelling abroad. Just try not to become a weekend at Bernie's parody if you do die while on your travels. That's, That's from wonderful. Oh, Kimmy Schmidt is back. All right. I'm not, uh, I, I, didn't, on, I couldn't really get into it. I think it's on the fourth season. Uh, and uh, there's so many people in my life sort of say that exact same thing. I can't get into it. And these are the same people who love 30 Rock. These are the same people who love direct like development. I haven't seen well, it. again, you like the in between us, so we, we, I love we, the we're already. You thought in between us was not as good as. No. So you said the in between us is better than Peep Show. Yeah. We've discussed this on the show. I think before. it is. Such a weird thing to say. I think in between us. Genuinely, is... that makes me fear for the future of humanity and you as well. That's fair enough. You'll get electrocuted at some point with that kind of behaviour. Um, <laughs> is that a threat or like a, a worry? <laughs> um, but uh, it's really good. It's back and it's really good after the disappointment of the new Arrested Development season, uh, which isn't very good. Um, uh, the Kimmy Schmidt back is fantastic. Titus Andronicus back on form. Have you, um, have you ever seen The Good Place? Uh, yes, and I didn't care for it. I quite like that. I watched the first couple of episodes, and uh, yeah, we've spoken about uh, that before, haven't we? I think we might Ted have done, Danson's yeah. having some kind of—he's uh, having a bit of an in summer, isn't he? A resurgence. A resurgence. So you're never really out of the game fully if you're an actor with that sort of experience under your belt, though. <laughs> you might have a few fallow years, but at yeah. some point, someone's going to bring you back because they're going to. It's like with John Travolta, isn't it, with Pulp Fiction? I think <clears> that <throat> uh, the man from Highlander should come back. Christopher Lambert, is that? Yes. Uh, I wonder what he's been up to. He's been, he's done a few bits and bobs. You know, he's legally blind. He, uh, all of his Isn't scenes... is that a film with Reese Witherspoon? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's back as well with a new one. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he, ac- he accidentally, he can't act with his spectacles on unless the spectacles are required. But he's got such extreme myopia, he, uh, he has to film all of his scenes completely blind and he's uh, damaged himself on more than one occasion because... Uh, of a sharp sword here and there. Really? That's fine. So there we I go. I thought you were going to say, it's such extreme myopia, he will not listen to anyone else's opinions. <laughs> what else has he, what has he been doing since Highlander? Just bits and bobs. Apart from Highlander 2, The Quickening, obviously. <laughs> the Quickening. Yeah, he's, I can't think, see anything in, in his list here that I recognise. No, honest. but he's, 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 again, he's still working. He's due a resurgence. Oh, he's in Hail Caesar. Isn't that a Coen Brothers movie? 
Oh yeah, I haven't seen it. Very good. Seen uh, it. it the trailer looked amazing. The film was dreadful. Um, if you uh, and also do for a resurgence, and I think someone who should come back as a baddie. You know that guy in. I can't remember his damn name now, but he was in... He was the man who owned the advertising billboard shop in Three Billboards. I haven't seen it. <clears throat> right. Uh, well, he is uh, a man. Three Billboards cast. I'm Googling it. The man, Caleb Landry-Jones. I think he's right. a singer as well. Okay. He has got such an interesting, horrible face. He's so good in everything I've seen, and he's going to be a big, big star of Anthony Hopkins' scale i think oh i do recognize him he's wonderful he looks a bit like does. um he's so creepy yeah it looks a bit like a sort of macaulay culkin when he was in that difficult phase so that this is what i'm saying macaulay culkin I, he, needs I'll tell to, you. macaulay culkin needs to come back as a baddie in a film he's just he's brilliant at it he would and he that kid you're talking about there is the son of the family in get out yes he is yeah uh, which is he which plays is a lot good. of he plays a lot of um brothers plays a lot of uh shitty brothers in in, in stuff he was uh in Oh, God, he was in a film called, uh, uh, a film with Michael Pena and one of the Skarsgårds uh, quite oh, yeah. recently. Okay, right. I love misremembering films. What were we really talking badly. about at the top there before? I was going to say something and you, you sidetracked me with your, with your Macaulay four Culkin. Blondes. Macaulay Culkin. No, it was way before that. Yeah, Landry Who knows? Jones. Um, oh, that's what I was going to tell you because we, we, we normally sort of talk a little bit about what we've been up to. And I had to take uh, my two cats, Hercules and Magnus, to uh, the vet for their annual checkup. Right. Which is still a faff. A, still a cat, Mr. Moore. Yeah, they're, they're still bo- a couple of bloody cats, mate. That's what the vet said. Mm. Um, they're both cats, obviously. <laughs> and um, anyway, on the third appointment, because I had to cancel the first two because they wouldn't come in, because they they got some sort of weird sixth sense and they know they're going to the vet and they don't want to do it, so they just disappear. <laughs> um, they, I took them to the vet and uh, they were fine. Uh, but sadly, One Peter, of them started smoking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you been smoking, yeah. Hercules? No, they're both overweight. They both put on a kilo. Ah. So fat had, cats. So they've had to go on diets, right? Yes. One of them, ta- one of them, Hercules has taken it pretty. He's taken it on the chin. He's been alright about it. He's been stoic. He's uh, he's just getting on with it. And the other one, Magnus, who's a diva anyway, has gone completely mad to the point of where he walked up to the other one the other day and just smacked him upside the head and hissed in his face because he's so <laughs> hungry. And when we got back from the World Cup party um, on last Monday night. Mm. Um, he'd eaten a batter sausage. He'd brought in a massive frog. Yeah. Did he not eat it? Nope. Oh, he just brought in. You know, frogs are... Is that misbehaviour, though? I guess just, that's what cats do, isn't it? Showing off, wants attention, yeah. wants all that kind right, of stuff. Okay. Um, and, uh, but the, <laughs> I felt sorry for the frog, obviously. Um, I, I picked the frog up, put it outside, and hoped it would, it, would, um, it would be okay, but it wasn't. I had to bury it the next day. But anyway, um, it, the weird thing about it was, I don't know, a drink had been taken. Uh, it was late at night. And I, ate, I ate the frog. The frog was covered in what was what I didn't know at the time was cat hair. Right. So I was like, "What? The what furry sort, cat? What sort of furry animal? Frog. What sort of animal is this?" <laughs> <laughs> it took me ages to work it out. When, so yeah, they've been playing up badly. When I was in uh, Korea uh, with Mark, who does the other uh, podcast, uh, I Wrestle do, Me, Wrestle Me. Yeah. Um, he was convinced. Uh, he likes a, he likes a wee story, does Mark? But he um, he was convinced that he was looking in the window of a pet shop, uh, and he saw like a uh, a hedgehog, but with really long spindly legs. Oh, and then man. when he kept looking at it, <laughs> the man ran over and covered it up with it, covered up the cage with a. This cloth. didn't happen. It's like this is like this is the, this is the plot of Gremlins. That's, that's what he said. He said there was a hedgehog with big long spindly legs, 
and it, it's it's actually quite a, a, an evocative uh, image. Uh, a hedgehog. Well, so what was it? We never found out because the man covered up the cage. Well, surely you'd be asking questions. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be asking questions. Surely you'd be going, I'm Sarah Koenig and this is cereal. <laughs> over the next 10 weeks, we're going to find out what it was in that picture. So shop. weird. That's a great theme. Hello at LukeandPeacher.com. What is the oddest animal that you can't explain that you've seen in a pet shop? We'll get loads of emails about that. Loads. <laughs> was a Stakhanov production. Save big money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money.